This is Bird Note. For Poetry Month, we're sharing poems about birds from contemporary writers. In her book, Trophic Cascade, Camille T. Dungy writes about themes of nature and becoming a mother. The title is an ecological term, about how ecosystems go through far-reaching changes with the removal or introduction of a top trophy predator. In the titular poem of the book, Camille writes about this phenomenon with the reintroduction of gray wolves into Yellowstone National Park, how their presence had an incredible cascade of positive effects on the ecosystem. And she draws a parallel to her introduction to motherhood. In this book, there are many ways in which I'm thinking of that trophy creature, that top predator who's been introduced into my life is my daughter. There are other poems in this book that talk about the loss of elders as well. And I think that we experience this very frequently when key people are introduced into our lives or removed from it. Everything in our landscape shifts and changes. Trophic Cascade. After the reintroduction of gray wolves to Yellowstone and... As anticipated, their culling of deer, trees grew beyond the deer stunt of the mid-century. In their upreach, songbirds nested, who scattered seed for underbrush. And in that cover, warrened snowshoe hare. Weasel and water shrew returned, also vole. And came soon hawk and falcon, bald eagle, kestrel, and with them hawk shadow, falcon shadow, eagle shade and kestrel shade haunted newly buried runnels where mule deer no longer rummaged, cautious as they were now of being surprised by wolves. Berries brought bear, while undergrowth and willows growing now right down to the river brought beavers who dam. Muskrats came to the dams and tadpoles. Came, too, the night song of the fathers of tadpoles. With water striders, the dark gray American dipper bobbed in fresh pools of the river. And fish stayed. And the bear who fished also culled deer fawns, and to their kill scraps came vulture and coyote, long gone in the region until now. And their scat scattered seed, and more trees, brush, and berries grew up along the river that had run straight and so flooded, but thus damned, compelled to meander, is less prone to overrun. Don't you tell me this is not the same as my story. All this life born from one hungry animal, this whole new landscape, the course of the river changed. I know this. I reintroduced myself to myself, this time a mother, after which... Nothing was ever the same. In the book Trophic Cascade, 
Camille has a series of poems in a form called Ars Poetica, which means the art of poetry. And there are poems in which poets try to explain why they write poems and what a poem really is. And Trophic Cascade is a book in which I'm reconfiguring myself as a writer who's a mother and really thinking about what that means, how I can do this thing that I had been trained to do in a really different way, kind of with a solitude and a whole lot of alone time, how I was going to manage to do that. Ars Poetica, After the Dam. The floodplains bloom. The horsetail dies. The wheat, with its combined eyes eyeing a fat future, nods and nods, never fearing. The peasants plant potatoes, plant turnips, radish, and carrot. Even the mice leave the hovels and make camp in the fields. When an inland bird calls from the roof thatch, the boatwright turns from bowsprits and trains his son to cobble. Only that bright-chested bird knows the end of this song. But she is winging over water and must not waste her breath to sing. The final poem today uses an ongoing feud Camille had with grackles at her backyard bird feeder to reflect on race. It wasn't just even that they were scaring all the other birds away, but they just ate so much feed. You were just filling it daily, almost. And this was right around the time of Eric Gardner and the protests around that tragedy and my very antagonistic feelings about these big black birds grew pretty complicated because I'm always really trying to think about my attitudes towards lives around me and how those attitudes can so easily become dangerous for those other lives. And so it feels like I'm just talking about looking at birds, but I think that it always, for me, very quickly swivels back to thinking about what it means to be a human, and particularly in this case, what it means to be a Black human who is so often part of a subset that is maligned and set apart in that way. Frequently Asked Questions, number 10. Do you see current events differently because you were raised by a Black father and are married to a Black man? I am surprised they haven't left already. Things have gotten downright frosty, nearly unbearable. A mob of them is apparently mouthing off outside when I put down my newspaper and we all gather to stand beside my daughter in the bay of kitchen windows. Quisculus Quiscula. This name sounds like a spell which, after its casting, will make things crumble into a complement of unanswerable questions. Though... If you need me to tell you God's honest truth, I know nothing but their common name the morning we watch them attack our feeder. 
I complain about the mess they leave, holes I'll have to sweep up or ignore. My father, who I am thankful is still alive, says we could use a different kind of seed, a simple solution. We want that brown bird with the shock of red, the northern flicker. We want western bluebirds, more of the skittish finches. But mostly we get grackle, grackle, grackle all day long. They scoff all we offer and being too close and too many scare other birds away. Still, can it be justifiable to revile these harbingers? My husband says, look at all those crackles. I almost laugh at him. But the winter air does look hurtful loud around the black flock. Like static is loud when it sticks sheets to sheets so they crackle when pulled one from another and sting. My father, who is older now than his older brothers will ever be, promises he will solve the problem of the grackles and leaves the window to search for his keys. The dawn sky, blue breaking into blackness, is what I see feathering their bodies. The fence is gray. The feeder is gray. The aspen bark. Gray hulls litter the ground. But the grackles, their passerine claws, three facing forward, one turned back, around the roost bar of the feeder are so bright within their blackness. I pray they will stay. You can find links to Camille T. Dungy's book, Trophic Cascade, and her other books, including the anthology she edited, Black Nature, Four Centuries of African-American Nature Poetry, on our website, birdnote.org. And, of course, we have more episodes with poetry about our feathered friends there, too. For BirdNote, I'm Mark Bramhill. You finally see it, the bird you were looking for. And it's awesome. You turn to share your excitement, but there's nobody there. Enter Birda. Birda is the new free app that connects you to birdwatching enthusiasts all over the world. You share your sightings, join fun birding challenges, win cool badges, all while supporting conservation efforts. You can find Birda, that's B-I-R-D-A, on all app stores for free. Download Birda today.